Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another Monday Mini in which I I have answers, I have questions, I have thoughts, thanks to TikTok, Sam's Internet Corners, which I've been calling it. Uh, You know, it's been a minute uh, since I've updated you on my gaming experience. Yeah, I said it. Um, Mm -hmm. And this time I come with questions. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. So, first of all, let me tell you the newest game that I've been obsessed with and I'm loving right now, which is Delicious World. And it's one of those cooking simulator games where you have to do these things and you travel the world. But this one is so different. This one's storyline, which I've told you about Lily's Garden a little bit, and I've kind of faded from that one because it it, it gets... I sometimes spend money and I don't want to. And these are supposed to be free uh, games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, oh no, if I'm trying to spend money, then I'm too addicted. So <laughs> I backed off on that one and played this one. But this one is really interesting. So it's been around for a while. The newest rendition came out in 2019. And apparently there's a whole level of variations. Like the characters uh, have been around, but they all look different. They have different worlds. They have children. They've gotten married. I have not made it that far. Okay. I have not made it that far. Uh-huh. What the beginning of this story is, Emily is a little is a cute little cook who went to school in Paris, met someone. Uh, his name is Jean-Paul from Paris, and they were together, and then she moved back to the U.S. before they could finalize their love, all these things. Turns out he had sent her a letter that it got lost, and he was declaring his love for her. Uh, and this has been years. And so she gets this letter. Her mom, Evelyn, brings her to the cafe. They have a conversation, and they she gets the letter, gives it to her, her cousin Frank, uh, who is the gay best friend 
as well as a part of this. And I didn't know he was gay for a while, though. But, like, that's how you get introduced. She gets this letter, so she realizes that she wants to go and see him. However, it turns out that uh, he is going to be a part of this big cooking contest. And so she decides to enter to talk to him because she didn't know how to get to him outside of that. With this, she gets lost, uh, she gets diverted, she gets on the wrong plane or something and goes to Italy and loses her phone, loses her wallet, so she has to work her way over to Paris. Yes. Yes, Andy. Okay. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. At the beginning of all of this, by the way, we meet Patrick, a florist that becomes someone she can't stand to, Uh uh uh-oh. To the, uh uh-oh. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Am I right? Mm -hmm. And so we travel with Emily— through these different scenarios where she's having to cook. She cooks on a train, even. She cooks at a Swiss uh, candy place. Like, she does all these things. Um, Uh And she finally gets to the contest, and I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but things happen. Uh, (laughs) She finally gets together with the John Paul, but of course, you know, the ifs of the who's and the what's going to get together. She meets friends (laughs) along the way. Frank comes in and joins her because, you know, he's like supporting his girl, essentially. But the thing about this, as much as I really love this, the storyline has really got me. Like, I'm like, the animation's super cute. Mm-hmm. The storyline has got me. I'm like, what the hell? And immediately, Frank has a relationship with another chef, and they actually kiss in the animation. Ooh, uh-huh. I have never seen, as in fact, even the same-sex characters don't often imply that they're married, or, like the early ones. The Lily's Game, I told you, I think it's implied that her best friend uh, and they're the woman are together, but they don't ever really say that. Right. But then... In this game, there's a full-blown relationship. They also have a falling out, and then they maybe have come back together. All of these things. Um, You have side quests for the holidays. So there was one for Korean Lunar New Year, so it was super cute. And I was like, oh, look at that. They had one for Christmas, and they have one now for Valentine's Day. So you have little side quests, Mm -hmm. and they kind of jump ahead in the story. Because I was like, wait, oh, huh. But all that to say, this has been one of the more fun games that I've really, really enjoyed uh, as it becomes, like I said, the story, and it unfolds, and there's definitely different variations. Apparently, it was called Delicious Emily's World. I don't like that as much. (laughs) And they have different variations of that, and the animation is the same character with a different look. There's another one that I started playing because it was like a delicious Airbnb type of thing, travel, and it's the same characters, but it's by different people. So I'm not sure how that came about, if someone can explain this game to me. But I really, <laughs> really love it. Mm-hmm. It's really like, just you just try to make these dishes, which half the time I don't know what it is. I'm like, what is this? Ooh. And you try to do it in times and there's peoples and get stars and gets monies. And she's just traveling. And right now I'm at the point that she's at London serving up fish and chips. Apparently she has daughters and kids, though. Like this whole character design shows all of the characters. Wow. It goes that deep. It's it's pretty deep. Also, we should say, not currently a sponsor, but... No. Uh, Someone wow. Just, let, give me Someone, things. Someone, Maybe be a VIP. So I don't have to pay money for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. I have read this fan fiction. <laughs> I have read really? this. This is a popular fan fiction trope, yeah. Oh, the trope? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, those, those very tropes. But I'm like, but it's so cute with the design. So right now... 
she has decided she's not in love with John Paul, mm-hmm. but the person she's in love with, as you can already guess, is with someone else, one of her mm-hmm. friends, actually. Ruh mm-hmm. So that's where I am with that story. So if anybody else <laughs> knows about the story, let me know. Um, <laughs> I do also want to give an update to Wayhaven Chronicles because you and I really got into the first one. I think I really got into the first two. Um, but it's supposed to be released April 6th. The third one? Yes. Oh. And I've already, I told you that I already read a snippet of it. I'm very okay. excited. I'm very Maybe excited. We'll do an update. I think we have to do an update. Well, also, okay. our, uh, um, the listener who wrote in, she needs to send us an update if she does it too. Amanda. Mm-hmm. Amanda. So let, let us know. Mm-hmm. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer... Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242-424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. And I know you listeners know my love Peaches Gertrude McFuzzin, whom I've talked about so much, and she really was love at first sight. But I will tell you that it took a long time for me to find her. I actually was looking for a good two years before I stumbled upon her picture from my local shelter and knew the moment I saw her that she was the one. And the minute I tell you when I saw that picture and I went to meet her out the shelter and I sat with her for a good 20 minutes, y'all, I couldn't leave her. I knew she had to be mine. I knew we belonged together. Peaches and I are friends as well. We are, we have a good relationship together. So. You can find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the Adoption Drive and to see full terms and conditions. But now, okay, this is the point that I'm really getting to since, because uh, I've discovered that this may be who I am. Cozy gaming. Do you <laughs> right. know what cozy gaming is? 
I so I was telling you before this, I've never heard this term. I don't I bet if once you tell me what it means, I probably know what it is, but I've never heard this term before, no. Okay. Uh, so, again, there's a, this is a fan fiction term, curtain fic. I think it's the same thing. Curtain fic. Okay. Which means okay. like two characters go to buy curtains together. It just means like kind of domestic oh, oh, simple yeah, you told things. Me this. You told me this. That's uh-huh. correct. That's correct. Well, so there's different variations, and this is a newer term, uh, and I've seen it all over TikTok, and to the point that it gives me recommendations of, like, you should play this game if you like this, and I'll tell you why it's cozy. It still feels complicated when I see the games that they're talking about, and I believe, don't get me, someone correct me if I'm wrong, Animal Crossing is considered a cozy game. That would make sense to me. Okay. Yeah. So it's it says in, in one article, uh, Cozy games are generally regarded as featuring cute characters, often anthropomorphic animals or childlike humans who engage in in playing player activities such as farming, gathering, growing, and nurturing with a vague goal of creative personalization and in-game socialization. And it goes on to say, but coziness is broader than farming and village planning. The essential nature of cozy gaming is that of helping other people through nonviolent means, often by nurture and generosity, uh, and that self-expression is core to the game's progression goals, which tend to be open-ended. So another of the gamers who... Uh, talk about it says most developers agree that cozy games are best defined by how they make you feel rather than uh, via mechanics or looks. Cozy certainly is, and cozy is always a good feeling, evoking cuddles on the couch with pets, children, and significant others. I did read one of them saying that they like to play cozy games in, in the bath mm-hmm. before going to bed. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like I tried one and it still frustrated me. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Because I couldn't. I'm like I don't understand these buttons. So of course, uh, I believe the Switch has been the most popular form to play cozy games, uh, and is in fact it says that that this may be one of the reasons why women are playing the Switch more. In one statistics, it says in the U.S. from early 2020 to late 2020, the percentage of women playing on either Switch or Switch Lite jumped from 6.5% to 13.2, whereas among the men, uh, the increase was less, 14.6 to 15.9%. So it was a pretty significant jump. It more than doubled the amount of women playing on these games. And again, I know that Animal Crossing was the huge thing, and I still have yet to play that. I still don't quite understand that. And that's one of the reasons that the Switch actually, actually sold out, correct? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um especially during the pandemic, I would also say, like, I'd be interested if, because I always think of the Switch as the party system, right? Like, <laughs> yes, you play with other people, which I think, you know, during early pandemic, a lot of us were trying to do. Um, and, and Animal Crossing, we talked about that, I think, pretty early in the pandemic. We talked about that kind of as a way to have a connection that wasn't like, I'm going to kill you in this game. It was much more like, hey, look at this room I designed and here's my garden and like you can go visit each other's islands. Like a much like kind of softer, like more soothing interaction where you can just sort of visit people in this virtual space if you want to and you don't have to if you don't want to. But uh, yeah, it was definitely like that was, it came out right 
when the pandemic really <laughs> was hitting was Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, and that might be why also, because during the pandemic, we wanted to be cozy. Mm-hmm. Another, uh, the blogger who talked about the Switch specifically talked about the fact that to them, the term cozy gaming is used to describe a feeling of comfort or care. And as in fact, in 2017, uh, Project Horseshoe, which is an annual game designer think tank, which I know nothing about, uh, talked about the coziness in game and they explored how cozy gaming can reach larger audiences and how ultimately coziness can be treated as, quote, a positive philosophy for driving meaningful change in the world. And according to them, it's about safety, abundance, and softness, like you said. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's about being more emotional, emotionally involved, apparently, going beyond the whole Sims idea, uh, which I know nothing about either. I have, But I know people love Sims, love it. So the history of this is that they think it goes all the way back to maybe even 1985 with uh, little computer people, which I have no idea what that is. I have okay, no. you don't know either. <laughs> I don't need people to tell me. <laughs> Another uh, statistic was that they talked about it being in 1996 as Harvest Moon, the game Harvest Moon, on what's SNES, Super Nintendo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so SNES is Super Nintendo. This is how little I know about the gaming world. And then apparently uh, Animal Crossing was actually released on GameCube in 2001. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. guess they were re-released for Switch. It's kind of like a series. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and these are all about personal relationship building. So I'm very fascinated by this idea, and I really want to like it because I I want to be cozy, damn it. Someone <laughs> teach me how to be cozy. Another article that I read about it actually talks about how they don't think the name Cozy Gaming will stick because it will just become gaming, and hopefully they'll see it and treat it as such. Um, because mm-hmm. we've talked about this before, what it constitutes a gamer and what right. is gaming. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people like on Twitch that do these cozy games, as in fact, uh, several TikTokers have thousands, if not millions of followers, couples who specifically work and they highlight cozy games. Like that's it. Um, Mm -hmm. And they have a lot of content and people love their content. Again, I know nothing about this. So I'm very fascinated by this idea. I need people to A, recommend things because I do have a Switch. I do have a PC and I have a phone. Shut okay. up, Annie. I have to. I don't have a fancy PS4 and five and six. Don't start with me. Yeah, I got the six. Everybody, I'm like weird. <laughs> no, I just wasn't expecting a PC. Well, don't you play games on no. that, right? Come on. No, I, no, absolutely. I just, I just wasn't expecting it. That's all. Um, and I have a fancy PC yeah, now. I have a gaming PC uh, because mm-hmm. it was on Supercell at a Costco, not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I want to try these. I really do because, as you know, I obviously love good stories, and that's what Mm -hmm. draws me in. And I love cute things. I love cute things. Mm -hmm. And I don't want animals to die. So Mm -hmm. definitely not playing Last of Us, Annie, especially watching you. She kills all the animals, y'all. I don't. All right, well, sideburn for me, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> now you've got everyone who's listening to our mini series service. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So that's the second one. You're going to be fine. Oh. Um, 
Oh, you're welcome. Um, but yeah, so I really feel like this could be an interesting take. I would love to try some. You need to try some, obviously, because you, you this is newer to you. Not so mm-hmm. you knew that you knew what it was. I think a lot of people knew what it was before it was coined mm-hmm. cozy gaming. Um, but for me, that title makes me more interested. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm interested in it. As you know, I love studying gaming. Um, and I know I've said before, it's a fascinating look in the into my brain because games like Animal Crossing make me nervous. And I think, I think for a lot of people, it's sort of what you say a lot is like babysit your brain. But for me, it's like the mail. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yes. But there is that kind of like, especially on your phone, uh, where you can like just turn on something that you don't really have to invest too much in. Like, you can, but it's not like, oh, God, what's going to happen next? It's sort of just like, oh, this is nice. Oh, I like this story. And then you can turn it off yeah. once you, whatever you're waiting for is done. Like, um, So I, I definitely think there's something to it. And especially when, like, right now, where, you know, Samantha and I are still pretty much quarantining. But we've been in a pandemic. So for a long time, I feel like it has been, how can I distract my brain in a way that's not going to make me panic? Right. Um, here's this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so for all of our listeners, because I know Annie has accrued a pretty great group of uh, people who love games and gaming yeah. and all these things. So re- recommendations, I need them. Yes. You, I, and again, pretend like I know nothing and then yes. go from there. Because <laughs> I probably don't know anything <laughs> about it. <laughs> yes. And and you you all have sent in a whole host of amazing gaming recommendations. And some of them, I would say, qualify as this okay. as cozy gaming. Okay. So I'll make sure that you got those, Samantha. Okay. But yeah, 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 keep those recommendations coming. We love them. Uh, you can email us at stephaniemomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff I'll Never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. She looks like a cozy gamer. I could see it. I could see it. I could, I could see it. Yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff on Her Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions.